today we're going to unpack your business's secret weapon. Yep, that's right. We're talking all about customer service today. I'm joined with Sophie Nelson, the office manager at my company, Priority Pumping, outside of Phoenix, Arizona. We dive in and divulge what some of our secrets are, and we also talk about what some of our struggles are. We want to be able to get you to start thinking, how can I do better? Stop trying to beat your competition. Just be better than your competition. Come on, let's learn something new today. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Kicking Ass. And today I am here with my office manager. Her name is Sophie Nelson, and she manages our office at Priority Pumping, which is my septic pumping business. And we wanted to talk today about the importance of great customer service. Um, Honestly, that is one of your, if not the biggest business secret weapon that you could possibly have. I mean, if you really think about it, the customer service representatives or the people that are in your office are the ones that are having the first interaction with the customer. So they're the first impression. And we all know that everybody gets a one first impression. So we want to make sure that that is a good first impression. And I think with this industry, there's just like people have a really hard time hiring that first office person. I know for myself, that's where I started out was in the office. So for hiring uh, my first office person to come in and like literally take my baby, it's like hiring that first babysitter and being like, here, take it, you know, and and I hope you're going to care about it as much as I do. And I couldn't have found a better person than Sophie. So I am very excited to introduce her to you today. And we're just going to chat about how we have been able to build a very successful office. It's never complete. We're always tweaking and moving and realizing that some part isn't working great. We need to change it. I think that's just the evolution of business and growth and all of those great things. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you. Tanya has made it super easy to, I know she kind of, as a, I think your first hire for kind of an office manager spot, she made it very easy to kind of take the reins and she just did it without letting me know that she was super afraid. <laughs> but, but she made it easy to care as much as she did because she's so passionate about it. So it it kind of kicked me in the butt to be like, yes, this is something that I really, really am passionate about too. So it's super important, I think. For sure. And that's like, you have to, and we're going to, we're going to get into this here in just a little bit, but like hiring the right people for it, you know, like when I conduct interviews to hire anybody, like I don't sit down with a list of questions of like, tell me your strengths and tell me your weaknesses. Like, I just want to have a conversation with you. Tell me about yourself. That's the first thing that I always ask everybody. Tell me about yourself. Because if you can't have a fluid conversation, how the hell are you going to sit in an office together? Six feet away from each other. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. It's like I said in a previous episode, like I was told from a mentor before, like if you don't want to sit down and have a beer with this person after work, don't hire them. And surely do not allow them to run your office. If you don't drink beer, then you can, you know, go to lunch with them, you know, but somebody that you want to spend time with that you genuinely care about and have that charisma with each other. I think that can be sensed throughout the entire business when that's working very fluent. I think we talked about football and Wyoming. Yeah. In our interview. Yeah. In my interview. And it was awesome. And her awesome arm tattoo. (laughs) And now we both have arm tattoos. She's inspiration. Um, In preparing to do this podcast today, I was just kind of checking out some stats on like what people were talking about online, about different things with customer service in the home service industry. And I found some very interesting um, statistics that I'd love to share with you. Um, In a, uh, let's see, where's this guy from? Um, It was a research that was conducted by Peppers and Rogers group. 
And they said 81% of companies with strong competencies for delivering an excellent customer experience are outperforming their competition. I couldn't agree more with that. I just, it's huge. You know, we were, we were talking about it actually, when I came in today, we were talking about, um, that a customer had called into our office and was telling us what our competition was up to. <laughs> and it always makes me kind of laugh when people say that and, and we'll see this on like Facebook pages and stuff mm -hmm. like that, that we're involved with that they're like, well, my competition is charging this or my competition is doing this, or they're doing this for free. They're always like undercutting themselves. Like the only competition that I have is who I was yesterday. And, it, and I'm trying to be better every single day. And it, I value that with my business too. Everybody has competition in business. Yeah. If you don't think you do, you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> Everyone's got the competition in there, but the biggest competition you'll ever face is in between your two ears on your shoulders. Truly. And it's like a limitation of like, I have to be like this person or I have to be like these guys to compete with them. And you don't just do something different. And you've already set yourself apart from the competition exactly. that's out there. And just like wanting to do a good job. And I think again, we were talking about this from the top down. It comes from the top down. Like if, if the owner of the company or the leader or the manager of the company has a shitty attitude, what do you think everybody else is going to have? You know, if they don't want to do the job, do you think that the guys and gals that are below them want to go do that job? No. Like I would never ask my people to go do anything that I wouldn't be willing to go do myself. And that translates to all different parts. Yeah. Of the, the whole company. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So another stat that was there um, was that 70% of buying experiences are based on how the customer feels when they're being treated. Major. I mean, think about it. Like, it's like the old, um, like you go into, let's say, um, Nordstrom's. Yes. <laughs> everybody compares everything to Nordstrom's, but you walk into Nordstrom's and everybody's there to help you. Or let's say home service industry, you walk into like Ace Hardware. Like there's always somebody at the very beginning of the place. Home Depot's really good about that too. Yes. But they're always like, can I help you find something? Can I help you find something? And it's like, I went to Home Depot yesterday and I was looking for some pegs for my bookshelf. Yes. And you're looking like literally for like a needle in a haystack in that place. And I ran into one lady and I was like, after searching with my pride for pride. 15 minutes. <laughs> I just stopped away and said, Hey, can I ask you a question? You know, where are these pegs? And she knew exactly where they were at. And I'm like, oh, thank oh you. my gosh. Oh, thank you so much. And it's genuine. Yeah. You can tell if it's genuine. Yeah. Let me help you out. Let me find someone that does know where to find these or sure. does know what they're talking about. It's all, it, it's going to come across as genuine if it's actually genuine. Sure. And you can buy that crap at Walmart, but I'm not going to Walmart to look for them because what's the odds I'm going to run into somebody at Walmart that knows where to tell me where they're at, you know? It's like those little tiny things like that. Like every, you end up buying something sometimes that you don't even need. I'm sure all of us have done that yes. because you're like, oh, but look, they were like, the sales guy was so nice. Yes. And the sales lady was so nice. So like you go to a makeup counter somewhere or something and you're like, well, should I need all of that? But she was so nice. She so I just so kept nice. buying yes. from her, you know? Um, another one that was kind of astounding um, was done by Harris Interactive and it said nine out of 10 US consumers say that they would pay more to ensure a superior customer experience. That, the word insure in that is, I think math, like key. You're mm -hmm. getting what you're paying for. I know exactly when I call this company or when I walk into this store, this is what I'm going to get. I mean, it's the same yeah. with like going to Starbucks. You should, any Starbucks that you go to, whether it's your local one that you go to every single morning and they, hey, Tanya, are you ready mm -hmm. for your, you know, whatever it is. And then you go on a business trip to Florida and you get the same experience. Hey, how you doing? What can we get for you? It's the mm -hmm. same, you know, it's consistency. Consistency is huge, huge, especially in customer service. Like that's our word. Mm -hmm. I like to pick a word every year. And that is definitely our word yes. is consistency this year, whether it's from processes to service, to maintenance, to finances, to whatever, like consistency, 
wins all the time. And it's, it's one of those things that like, you don't have to make a huge shift in order to actually make things work, Mm -hmm. being consistent and showing up when you say you're going to, or like I'm, I did this, uh, I was listening to atomic habits yesterday. Mm -hmm. That book is phenomenal. If you have not read that, I would highly suggest it. But they were talking about like, if you increase like your capacity to exercise, say 1% every year, like you're 20% better in 20 years than you were right now, or you could decline 1% and you're 20% worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, if you think about that, that's a much bigger span than just the 20%. So it's a (laughs) choice. Like, are you going to, you know, it's like your attitude, you know, that was something, I know that was a social post that we did today for priority. That was like, your attitude is contagious. Like you either affect people in a positive way or you infect them with negativity. Yes. Like pick which one you're going to do. You can't have both. Yeah. Consistent, truly consistency. I used to have a coach that would say, um, you got to be consistent like McDonald's fries. You know what you're getting. Yeah. I'm just talking about food. <laughs> food and drinks. <laughs> uh, but it's true. It's just consistent. You know what you're going to get. You know when you go to the office that this is the face that you're going to see and this is the, the attitude that you're going to get. It's It makes a giant difference. Yes. And that's what, 9 out of 10? Yeah, 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And I think with the home service industry too, so many people just get hung up on, oh, well, what their pricing is. What's the pricing? What's the pricing? And you're like, it's not just about Mm -hmm. the pricing. Like our business, we are definitely not the cheapest people in town Mm -hmm. by any way, shape or form. But when our team goes out from the second you call our office, you're getting educated on what you have. Sophie will educate you on what you even have there and what size it is and what the cost is and how to maintain it. And then once you book the appointment and the guys go out, Dustin and Keith, our technicians are amazing and they truly do care about these people that they're providing the service for and they'll educate them further and can visually show them what Sophie has already started in the office. It's a win-win. I mean, that's an opportunity to be able to, you know, uh, upsell and, you know, get repeating business from people coming back. I mean, referrals referrals are huge. We always get my neighbor. My neighbor loved you guys. We just Mm -hmm. got a review. Uh, We can talk about that later. But we just got a review that said, I've never used you guys, but my neighbors absolutely loved you. Yeah. He's never never talked to us before. But his neighbor went over and talked to him about our, our service. That's huge. And he felt compelled to look yeah. us up online because this guy doesn't have anything that has our stuff on it. He was compelled to like look us up online and leave us a review based upon his neighbor's opinion of us. It's just crazy. It's cr- that big of a deal. Yeah. And the review, the, mm-hmm. the reviews, the reviews, the referrals, yes. reviews, everything. It's just crazy. So like stop worrying about price. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's somebody that's selling it cheaper than you, what can you do better than them? Mm-hmm. Find out what you can do better. And already, I mean, this is kind of a, a toot toot to, to this podcast, but even just doing stuff like this where you're listening and learning, and then you can hopefully take that in and that's doing something better than most, especially service industries. Mm-hmm. You're doing something better right there. You're educating yourself. You're learning how to be a better you know, leader, whatever it is. That's your stuff above the rest already. Yes. Just by listening. It's huge, (laughs) huge, huge, huge. So another big thing that, you know, we see and hear and have experienced this personally, um, you know, I, this isn't my first business or rodeo that we've had to hire people before, but like stop hiring people just to have a warm body in place and then complaining and moaning and groaning about the fact that they're not working out or they're not what you need or they're not this or that, like hire the right people, take your time and hire the right people. I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey's um, entree leadership podcast. It's also fantastic, but he like, they have the most extensive hiring thing. That's like you get interviewed like seven times to be able to go to work for them but they also have like a 90 plus percent retention rate because they hire, they take the time, 
and they treat their people well once they get in there. And if they're investing that much money into their employees, then they're damn sure going to make sure they got the right people yes. in the driver's seat yes. for whatever that position is. Mm -hmm. And I think I've tried to adopt some of that with the businesses that I have too. You know, when we hire people that are going to be key players, well, pretty much anybody that's been on our mm -hmm. team, like, Let's, you know, if they're married, I want to meet your spouse, especially if it's one of my guys that are out driving the truck, you know, like I want to know who your wife is and I want to know that she's on board with this. There's some long hours. This is the expectation of the job. Just so everybody knows what is going on and making them feel like they're coming into a family. Yeah. Like I take that very serious as an employer. Like the people that work for me are part of my family. Like I'm now responsible to make sure that all of these families have work, which I think it's happy. Yeah. And happy. <laughs> and they want to come here, you know, and they're they want to work. Yeah. They're not going home to their partners or just in general. This is a giant part of our day. You know, our week is yeah. spent a majority of the time is spent at work. And if you're not happy and if you're going home complaining or completely wiped out or worked out, it, what, what is that? That's not, how you want your own partner to feel or how you want yourself to feel. No. So it's, it's, that's something that you stressed greatly from the, from the very beginning was, yeah, I want to meet, I want to meet your partner. I want to do, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to feel like you're a part of the family and just as much as you, you know, welcomed or you welcomed me and my family into your family and business, you did the exact same. Uh, and I think that was that was huge. Now I'm fully invested. <laughs> I am part of your family, whether you like it or not. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, it, it's it's so great to come. Like I never, ever, ever one day or like I don't want to go to work today. Same. Like I just I love to be here. When I don't need to be here, I love to be here. <laughs> Even if I just pop by and bring iced coffees and chat with everybody in the office and leave because I don't need to be here today for something if I decided to stay up and work all night or whatever. Like I just I love to be around the team that we have. And I think that is huge. And you have to do that. And you can do it. And I think that's what it's like a fallacy that people are like, oh, well, that's nice that you have achieved. You know, the whole bullshit must be must nice be mentality. Nice. That It's like nails on a chalkboard <laughs> to me. Like, you can make anything you want to happen. So if you want to have a really awesome team, spend the time to do that. Totally. Yeah, you built, you built, I say just to, you know, friends and families, like, no, my boss built this team. Like she built this family. It's a work family completely. Yeah. It's huge. It, it, this is where you spend a lot of your time. And if it's not right, then yeah. Where are you going to be? We, they won't stay here. Yeah. And I think that's like a big thing too. Like I remember hearing this, I don't even remember where I heard it from. It was years ago, but people said like, people don't leave jobs. They leave companies. Mm -hmm. They leave bosses. I agree. Because they go do, typically you have a skill, whether you're working as an office manager or a service technician somewhere, even if it's lightly variated, depending upon what business you work for, you're doing the same thing. You just go somewhere else because you weren't happy with the culture or the exactly. leadership or whatever. Mo like it's an astronomically high percentage of people don't leave jobs because of the pay situation. Mm -hmm. People will even stay in lower paying jobs where they feel valued more than seeking out a higher paying job where they're just a number yes. or part of corporate BS. Yes. So, I mean, side note on that, I have never, and you're not paying me to say this, <laughs> uh, I've never felt more valued in my entire life at a job before. And anytime I'm speaking about my job or you or, you know, someone on the team, whatever it is to other people not at work, they very clearly stop and say, you, you, it sounds like you feel so valued. And that's the majority of what people want yeah as a team team member or i mean if, if, even if it's on a family yeah you know for uh, our business family yeah you want to feel valued sure you want to treat you want every yeah in your family and at work you know i don't really i don't really draw the line in between any of that <laughs> stuff you know it's just an extension 
the Mikasa Sukasa yes. thing. It's big deal here. Yeah. And it's, I think that has like taking care of your employees, your employees take care of your customers. You need to take care of your employees first and then allow them to take care of your customers. Because if you're trying to miss that step of taking care of your employees, you're going to screw yourself and you are going to go out of business <laughs> because you don't have a strong team. Your that, customers are going to feel that. Yes. That I often will get to on the phone, are you the owner? Either because, yes, are you the owner? I heard that this morning and it's, um, you know, number one, because Tanya's educated me enough where I can speak like that. I know the industry well enough. So she's taught me that, but not only because I have the passion for it, because I truly believe in, in what we do as a company. Mm -hmm. And so just you, you kind of instilling that in me and then me, the customers feel that. Sure. And if, if you didn't have that towards me and you didn't kind of put that out there for me to take on, what am I telling our customers or how, how am I treating the customers? And that is like the biggest compliment mm -hmm. in the world for me is for somebody to do that. And I know a lot of bosses yeah. versus leaders or the owners versus leaders of teams will look at that and be like, you know, that's a very intimidating thing to them. Mm -hmm. Like someone's going to replace them. Like I want to replace myself here. Yes. I don't want like the whole point of starting building and growing a business is so that you can employ people and train them to be able to do those things so that you can go on to the next thing that you want to work mm -hmm. on. If you're just, if you're just one of the workers every single day too, alongside everybody in the team, you don't own, you don't own a business. You own your job, right? Literally. Yes. <laughs> Like if you own a business, you have a team together that can function when you're maybe not there, you know, like that's my biggest goal with the companies that I have is that you build a team strong enough that nobody knows who the owner is. Yes. They think everybody is. And our service technicians get that. Yes. All the time. Asked too. to them too, mm -hmm. which is massively huge. So find people that you would be flattered to take your position. That you want to have a beer with. That you want to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, speaking of the whole hiring process, um, I'm sure many of you have probably heard this before, but I have held true to this and it has not failed me yet. Hire for attitude. You can train people to do anything if they have the right attitude. And a lot of times in the home service industry or skilled trade stuff, people are like, oh, well, I need someone that's got experience in septic, or I need someone that is an experienced electrician or experienced this. Like sometimes untraining those trained people, air quotes, air quotes, uh, is more of a problem than it is to train somebody fresh that's got a great attitude and wants a chance and wants to learn. Eager, eager yes. to learn. Eager and willing to learn is the key, I think. Yeah, and somebody that wants to work, you know. I, 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 we can't possibly be the only people, you know, that are having a hard time finding good people to come in and work, you know. We just hired a new office assistant and even just, like, getting people to show up for interviews. I would, like, spend an entire Saturday here and nobody shows up. Like, it's just crazy to me that that's kind of the world that we're living in now and it, this this industry isn't one that people are like I want to grow up and you know I'm gonna own a plumbing company <laughs> or a pest control company or you know a lot of times it's like handed down from generation to generation you know granddaddy started this thing and then my daddy ran it and now I'm gonna run it and it's like a succession plan totally there's not a lot of people that like jump into it and are like, oh, you know, I'm going to start a septic business, you know, like, but that's where like opportunity is abundant everywhere. Yes. I mean, we're right outside the Phoenix metro area. And I mean, the growth here is insane. I think like the county we live in has been like the fastest growing county, like three years in a row. There's like six digits of people that are moving here, you know, it's just crazy. Um, 
So, I mean, the opportunity is obviously there to do whatever it is that you want to do if you can bring some passion behind it. And I think the passion of education and, and having these characteristics we're going to talk about, you can build a successful home service business literally doing any kind of yes. anything. So, like, a big, pro, a, a big one for us is, like, problem solving. And I, I speak of that as, like, being, like, I have... We go over situations, Sophie and I do together when we're working in this office. And once she has learned this thing, then she can do it the next time that problem arises, she can handle it and she doesn't have to, uh, I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know? There's always gonna be tweaking to that. There's always gonna be new situations. There's always gonna be stuff. So you have to be open for educating those things. Plus there's always gonna be transitions. I mean, now Sophie is training our new office assistant and there's that whole transition mm -hmm. too. So everything that we worked on together, right? you are now having to be me in this situation and now training Patty how to do right. this thing. And so. something that was big with you training me or just kind of bringing me on, even just for the problem solving, is you, you've never been on your high horse where you say, you know, you have to have the answer or whatever you continuously still say and feel comfortable and confident saying, sometimes I don't know the answer. And yeah. we're looking for our help from our techs or, hey, I need this idea, you know, what, how, how can we go about this? And you involve everyone in that process if it's not something that you're even 100%. But I think a lot of people, a lot of, again, bosses wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Sure. Saying that I don't, I don't know the answer, but let's figure it out. Well, if you if you are one of these bosses and you think you know everything, you're also full of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's new stuff that comes up yeah. all the time, you know. And like the amount of respect you will get from your team, being able to say like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes <laughs> I have to call my guys and be like, I'm not quite sure about mm -hmm. this. Like from a Phil perspective, I would be stupid to like sit here in the office and tell them how to do their job. You know, they know yes. what they're doing out there. So it's like. You know, working, keeping that whole like team involved in the problem solving stuff. Sometimes we run into really crazy stuff and it takes all of us putting it and then we're like, right. oh, ding, ding, ding. remember, and then it <laughs> all comes out and it works so beautifully together. Yeah. So hire somebody that's capable. I think that's like a big part of like problem solving is that they're just capable to do something. And you know? being, you've made me comfortable enough too, where it's, um, if I don't, 100%, if I don't know, I can certainly still, still ask you. Sure. And I, you know, I don't have the pride where <laughs> I, if, I feel comfortable either way. If I don't sure. know, great. And if I think I know, great. And have it's that, okay. yeah, have that open door mentality of like, please come and talk to me. Like, if you I'd rather know. that we all sit down and figure this out together than like try to like hail Mary this crap. And then we are, we're all cleaning up a mess yeah. afterwards, you know, like, <laughs> You know, and, and a big part of that, too, is admitting when you did screw something mm -hmm. up, you know? Like, nobody has ever created an offense so crazy that you're like, you're fired yeah. because you did X, Y, Z, you know? Like, hey, this is what I did. Even if maybe that there was something better that could have been happened there, that's a teachable moment. Mm -hmm. That's not a disciplinary action, yeah. you know? Which I think a lot of people have a hard time, like, wrapping their brain around in this industry. It's like they want to point and... and you know, like convict somebody for doing something that was wrong. That's dumb. Like their intention was to problem solve. Yeah. Their I forget stuff all the time. I'm like, mm, I forgot to do that. <laughs> so, you know, like just, just being able to be honest and the whole thing about like just being good, genuine people makes it huge. You know, uh, the next one that I think would be massive is communication. Like, if they're like really soft-spoken and they have a hard time communicating with people or they're not going to challenge things that are going on, pass. <laughs> pass. And sometimes some of those things are things that we have to continuously work on, yes. you know, like I like the confrontation stuff makes me like so Same. anxious, like <laughs> forever. And so then Sophie and I have both struggled with those things together. And then we have a new team member that like, that's her thing, you know, like she's, she's on it. And it's beautiful to see that all working together now. And don't be intimidated by that. Right. It's so huge. Like I never realized that we had such a problem with that until we had that. <laughs> until we had that. And then now it's a huge 
learning experience for someone to say, no, yeah. it's okay to, to, you can ask that or you can tell this person for that or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. She's teaching me. Yeah. And if you're just like me, she's teaching you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she does already. Yeah. You know, with like some contracts that we've had, you know, like everybody's got those customers that like, they're like, oh no, they're yeah. calling. I don't want to deal with this today. Yeah. You know, but they're, they're fairly decent customers and they're repeat customers or they're contract work or something like that. Why do those ones always have to be? <laughs> but like, uh, for sure. Like I just watch her work and I'm like in awe mm -hmm. watching that thinking like, God, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Like I watch her and like, how can I like pick up on the cues of what she's doing and how can I implement those mm -hmm. things? So Again, it's just like all together as a team and the communicate in the home service industry too. like the communication has to come from everyone. Agreed. So like for me, like I always talk to my team, like we're a big wheel, you know, if the field is having a rough day or something like you got a flat tire and you've got to fix this before you can continue to roll on to the next mm -hmm. thing, you know, like if the office doesn't communicate to the field and the field doesn't communicate to the officer to management or whatever is going on, like it's broken and customer service lacks. Like the communication is customer service. Yes. You have to. You're nothing without it. Yeah. Like people shouldn't have to be calling you back and doing this and doing that. And like when we implement new parts of our business and we're like, Okay, so we need to sit down and have a chat because this isn't working or this isn't working, you know, and it's not going to be foolproof right from the get go. You know, you've got to have grace for each other and those growth times and things like that, new processes, totally. new systems, new all of that stuff. But that's kind of another, I guess, another little thing is just having the patience for each other. And it's yes. that kind of leads back to what we originally talked about just with hiring the right people. Yeah, you're going to have the grace uh necessary and the patience necessary for if if tanya was a crazy you know boss who ruled on what you know whatever it is um i'm gonna have a lot less grace for her i'm gonna have a lot less patience for her but i absolutely adore her so if she you know misses something or whatever as i you know she does with me we have so much there's patience there and there's understanding yeah. Um, that yeah we're growing right now there might be some hiccups but we're all on the same team and we all want the same thing sure so like at the end of the day like everybody is helping each other to be successful mm -hmm. you know like if we if we really get good on our processes and we're cutting expenses and we're doing all of this stuff everybody makes more money everyone benefits. like everybody gets more opportunity there's there's like better benefits there's better this there's better you know everything that you can do together and just office morale in general yeah. minus the money even just seeing the numbers things like that seeing yeah. the numbers or seeing the reviews that people post or the calls that we get you know praise of the guys it's like office morale gets so hot like we get yeah. so excited and it, that brings you even more together yeah that communication is so key too. And if you are not doing this, I highly recommend that you start this like now implement a weekly meeting with everybody that is on your team. The morale in our company, since we instilled that, like it's a, unless something catastrophic is going on, we meet every Wednesday morning at six 30. That might require your office staff to come in a couple hours earlier than they're used to, you know? Give some options for maybe they can depart a little earlier during the week or something if you're worried about overtime or something. I just look at that as like extra planning time for sure. us to get more stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, the like sit down, be transparent about things that are going on in your business. I would say from an owner's perspective, like be transparent about your numbers. Like if you've got the right people in place, I've heard people challenge me on this so many times and they're like you tell them how much money you're making i'm like yes yes why not they also are going to see all of the financial numbers because just because it comes in doesn't mean it's going in my pocket that's for damn sure you know like mm -hmm. we also have all of these expenses so how do we all work together as a team so that we're making more money and having less expenses you know the whole team should be part of 
the financial planning and all of this stuff because everybody contributes to the money that's coming in exactly. and everybody contributes to the money that is going out. Exactly. We get so excited. Like we talk about like, these were our numbers this week and this is where we're at. And you know, like maybe we did a bunch of commercial jobs and our numbers look crappy, you know, but <laughs> because we haven't got paid on those things yet, but then everybody kind of knows what's going on and seeing the growth is just phenomenal. It I was, is so exciting. It's like everybody <laughs> on our team gets excited about that. Like we just got a new truck. So we're super excited about potential with that. But I was just looking at them this morning and going over it. Like we're up like almost, we're just shy of 50% increase of where we were at this time last year. And we didn't even have any extra equipment this year. We actually sold some. So it has literally been through having that positive morale in the office mm -hmm. and setting the goals. Like if you don't set it and you don't write it down and nobody can see it, what the hell are you measuring yourself against? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like you have to, you have to measure yourself against everything, you know? Like, don't make it like something that's like up in the sky that nobody knows what, what they're doing. Like, get a numbers board and write them down. That that has been massive. I love that yeah. stupid board. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite day of the week of running those numbers. Even communicating, and this might be a separate topic too, but even communicating what those goals are, whether they're at work or in personal, that's been something um, in like our, our quarterly meetings mm -hmm. as Tanya has given us the opportunity to write down and hold each other responsible um, and accountable for what those goals are. And so I'm sure we'll review them mm -hmm. um, in our next quarterly meeting of what we talked about last time, but um, just communicating openly because we are such a, a family, we want to support each other in that yeah. and want to get those goals. And, but having the opportunity to share and be open and have those goals where everyone is a part of and everyone in the team is rooting for you. I think that uh, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. It, it and makes I, a huge difference. From like a leadership perspective, like you help the people that work on your team become better people. They become better employees as a byproduct of all of that stuff. So caring about what they're doing personally is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Like just, the friendliness, the old beer adage, like mm -hmm. all of these things, like just, we, I know we just keep going back to that, but it's, it's huge. And even brand new customers can sense what it is that we're trying to do mm -hmm. and how completely different we are from our competitors <laughs> that have been out to serve them prior mm -hmm. to them finding our new company. So that is huge. Um, another thing too, is just like that willingness to learn. Like, obviously they need to, it's not like Sophie decided to like, I'm going to go work for a septic company, you know, <laughs> like, but she saw the passion that was in here and had a willingness to learn in, in, and she has empathy for the people that call into the office. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like we have been so crazy busy before we got our other truck. And I know that everybody in this industry is super busy right now. You get that on the phone all the time. Yes. But it's a difference of being like, sorry, can't help you with your emergency. Click. And then it's like, hey, you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that you're having a bad day with this and that nobody wants septic coming up in their bathtubs. You know, like, let me check my schedule. Let me see what I can do. Maybe I can move some stuff around. Well, okay, where are you at? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I can put you on a wait list if anybody cancels. Like, Sophie's so great at being able to work with those customers. Even if it doesn't work out this time. They'll remember. They'll remember. They'll remember. And if they don't, great, fine. At least we're not... Yeah. answering and hanging up the phone and it could be that as simple as like a referral from a a, a neighbor or something right. maybe down the road they'll be like you know what I, they couldn't get me in but but the lady down the at the office was so nice on the phone you should call this company yeah even just being not you know knowing other great companies in your industry and being able to kind of pass that information along yeah. um we don't have anything i'm so so sorry it kills me to say like, yeah. to, I hate that. I hate not being able to help them, but here are some other great companies that will take great care of you too. That is a massively good point. Thank you for making that. Like make friends with people that are totally. in your industry. Like find people that run their business like you run your business. Mm -hmm. They might not run it exactly like how you run it, 
but somebody that you know does good, honest work and is going to look make you look good for referring them. Exactly, exactly. And even just being able to say, um, you know, Jay over at blah, 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 it, it is going to, he'll answer, he'll, he'll take care of you. He'll, yep. I don't know his schedule, but hopefully he'll be able to take care of you. Yeah. Oh, who is it, Jay? Okay, boom. That in itself. Oh, you know the name of your competitor? Yeah. That's, that's crazy, you know, but people... I think eventually kind of open up to the idea of, oh yeah, like we're all in this. Well, and not just like it again, like business, like in my mind, like business is just so cyclical for everything. Like, you know, it's the home service industry. Like sometimes your truck's going to go down and you're going to need some help because you've got customers that are booked. Like we have a company that we work with and we toss back work back and forth mm -hmm. like that all the time. And we have literally saved each other's asses so many, so times. many times, even if it's like, you know, this company has like great commercial customers and they can't get to them and they have an emergency, but they're on the different side of town than we're, you know, no, we're yeah. over here. We can help them with that customer and they know that we're not going to steal their customer. Exactly. We're just going out and great. We're getting a good service. They end up calling us back. Fantastic. But it's not that you go out trying to, poach each other's customers or talk shit about each other when you're out right. there with the customers or anything like that. Like you're just genuinely helping each other out. Yes. Building that reputation with other companies is huge. It'll all, it, it all works out in the end where it'll all, whether you believe in karma or not, it all comes back. It all comes back around. Karma's a real thing. So. I agree. I mean, <laughs> Sometimes it takes longer than we would like, but yeah, I think it's a real thing. And I think one of the one of the last characteristics things before, you know, obviously you need to train them to know your business because the more they know, the more they can talk on the phone and sell that customer. The person that answers the phone is your salesperson. It is because they're calling you blindly from, let's say, like a website or a business card or a referral or mm -hmm. something like that. The customer service representative, the person in your office, the person that's answering the phones is the one that is going to make that first impression. You like have to be genuine. Like there is nothing that drives me more crazy than when you call a place and they're like, hi, blah, and they just like have this screechy voice, like the phone voice. Yes. And they're like, everybody's got a slight phone voice. So they're <laughs> like, hi, you know, like super friendly and stuff like that. But that is something that I love so much about listening to you guys in the office. Like they just talk to people like they're people, you know, but they're happy. They're genuinely happy. If you have genuinely happy people in your office, they will do that. So you, you just, you have to have a good attitude about stuff and be genuine. Yeah. You genuinely care. I've passed along. Um, we've, you know, I've talked to plenty of customers, but there's somewhere I've, I've sent recipes to. <laughs> There's stuff that uh, people have given me referrals to tattoo places. You know, it's just, you never know. But now, I mean, you're always going to remember that customer and they will always, always remember you. Sure. Every time, like something that I've done too over the years, like if I notice, like I grew up in Wyoming. So if like someone calls, Wyoming's a little, we only have one area code. So <laughs> if someone calls from a 307, I'm like, oh, it's from Wyoming. And, you know, like, obviously with the technology of phones now, you can pretty much see where they're from. But I'm always like, I see that you're calling from a Wyoming number. Where are you from? And then they'll start talking, you know, and I'm like, oh, I grew up in Wyoming. And then you can have, I, I've had banter back and forth with people many times about, you know, like Wyoming or like these little smaller places where, you know, area, yes. it's Montana, Idaho places. <laughs> so it's like, just like already just stepping out and making mm -hmm. that one piece of personal conversation gets your job. Mm -hmm. They don't okay. even call anybody after that. They're like, well, crap. I like my small town mentality where I grew up at was like, you do business with people that you like. Yes. Yeah. And that's, it goes back to what we talked about in the very beginning was the nine out of 10 consumers will pay more for ensuring that they're going to get a different kind of service, whether or not that's, out in the field or in the office and making a friend in the office or mm -hmm. whatever it may be, they're going to pay for it. Sure. Yep. Find something in common. You know, sometimes you can talk, I know with like people being at home and stuff like that, like oh, I've yeah. had people on the phone be like, Oh, I'm so sorry that my dogs are, Oh, my kids are running around. Oh, I'm so sorry. My kids. And I'm like, 
don't be sorry. Trust me. I have five of them at my house. I have to go hide in a closet to make a phone call somewhere. You know, like <laughs> the bathroom's not a safe spot. Yes. You have to go in a closet, you know, it, and, and then putting it like that just puts them at ease. Like, Oh, thank you for understanding. And then you can have a good laugh together about how there's never any peace and quiet in your house. It's you the know? idea of the be kind of being that snippet of vulnerability yeah, and then connecting in that way. And now you're, there's a genuine under, there's an underlying genuine piece to that. Sure. Is being, being vulnerable. Someone will be vulnerable back and now we have a connection. Yeah. People want to do business with people, not businesses, Agreed. not robots, not stuff like that. So I think that's just so huge. So, so huge. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we just wanted to touch on the importance of having office processes. And I'm sure if you listen to any kind of business or personal development podcast, everyone talks about habits and how important they are. You know, it's, it's well known that the quality of your habits equals the quality of your life. The quality of your processes in your office <laughs> equals how great you're doing business in there. You know, your, your customer service really is your processes. I know I was like looking to demo some, some different kinds of software and there was one that pops up that like, if you have done any kind of interaction with this customer prior before that, it will pop up through the phone answering service that says what the customer's name is. So you can answer it and be like, Oh, hi, Mary, how are you today? And they'll be like, Squeeze me? Uh, like, <laughs> how the hell did you know that this was Mary? Right. It was very interesting because I went to discount tire to get my tires uh, done. And when I called into them, they were like, how can we help you today? And they didn't use the name, but they said, how can we help you today? And I said, I need to get two more, two tires put on my car. And he's like, okay, great. So it looks like you were just in a couple months. Like he had already pulled my whole entire thing up from my phone number calling in. Mm -hmm. So it, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what I needed. Cause yeah. I was like, shit, I hope they're not going to ask me what size <laughs> of tire this is. Like I'm not going to go outside and look, but I mean, they had that process in place that it made my phone call like 30 seconds mm -hmm. and I scheduled an appointment, went in and it was seamless today. Like that's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. Like they text you an appointment reminder and then they sent me a text when it was done. And then I went back, picked it up and they were very quick and fluid with everything. That is what you want to set your business stuff up like. So give them an example of like what we do in our office to make set that work. Processes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have also been very great about uh, systems and software. Put the software in place so those processes can be as easy and simple as possible. Someone to me, someone should be able to come into my spot tomorrow if need be, you know? Yeah. It, it makes it so much easier. So something that we use all the time is, um, it, it's a service, what would you call it? Just a service industry. Just software. like, yeah, like a customer management system. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's huge is, um, you know, here are all the things that we do. We will set you up on our system. We send you this, we'll let you know, set the customer up for success and said, you know, everything is all laid out for you. Every, you know, you'll get a message letting you know that you've been scheduled. You'll also get a message letting you know when the guys are on their way, set them up exactly what is going to happen. Yeah. And if it's every single time and we've taken the time, you especially have taken the time to make those processes, to put those processes in place and it saves a, a buttload of time in the long run and they feel appreciated like you did at discount tire mm -hmm. and how long you know it's not hard once they're in place yeah. it also saves you a bunch of time i think i think one of the biggest things in this industry is the intimidation of putting them together yes you can pay people to put them together for you mm -hmm. but if you have a simple system it doesn't take much to do that because they're so seamless and they integrate with everything. Like get technology for your people, mm -hmm. like get company phones for your people, your technicians, everything. Don't expect them to use their own stuff, get them and provide them stuff because then they have zero excuse as to why this is not working. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on a same really legit, 
phone plan. Like we're out in no man land sometimes. Like <laughs> Verizon is the only thing that is working in here for us. Like if my guy is on, I don't know, Radio Shack or whatever the hell those little paper, <laughs> whatever, cricket, cricket. cricket. <laughs> they get bought out all the time. I don't know what they're called. But like if they're on crap service and they're out in the Thule's and they can't send text messages and they can't do their invoices and they can't do any of this stuff, what is going on, mm -hmm. you know? And implementing the software allows everyone just to work more efficiently. Mm -hmm. My guys are out and the, the lady set it up in the office and then the customer gets a message that it's been scheduled. It also gives them an opportunity if they need to cancel or reschedule that they can do it directly from there or they have our contact information to call us back, mm -hmm. which we get so many times people call the office and be like, I need to cancel my appointment. You're like, you don't have one with us. But they had just called so many people <laughs> And no one had sent them a confirmation from their company that they even had an appointment scheduled with them. They had probably, you know, this is an industry where the notebook is still a real thing, you know? I Quit think working out of a notebook. We'll still use ours. <laughs> we take notes and, in a notebook. <laughs> uh, I think another good example too is kind of piggybacking on the setting, you know, setting the expectations correctly is our customers know exactly what's going on. So for example, we have recently looked back just on this past year of processes that we've implemented here in the office and out in the field of what our guys, we expect from the technicians and then our customers expect, you know, whatever from us. So for example, taking pictures out in the field. Oh, huge. Huge. We, you know, we kind of implemented it. We kind of reinforced it. Okay, now it's a thing. We could not live, I can't, going back to jobs that we had done before, I can't even imagine. What, no. what were we doing? How are we even, how are we doing this? And I'm sure that there's something that we aren't or haven't implemented yet that we will in the next, you know, six months, mm -hmm. year, that we'll look back on today and be like, how did we not have this? Yeah. What were we doing? So just being really open to those processes and kind of the ever-changing circle of, of what those look like, even as the team grows, for sure. sure. Yeah, and when you, when you are growing, you have to have those processes mm -hmm. in place because you're training someone to come in and take your job so you can go right. do something else. Right, which is goal. Which is, yeah, the goal of everything, yeah. you know? No one wants to be stuck somewhere. So having that office field management is huge. Everyone knows in real time what's going on. Mm -hmm. Put GPS in your fleet vehicle so you know where everyone is at. This is not, if you've got the right people in place, they don't feel like they're being stalked. <laughs> they feel like um, the owner should be able to know exactly where their $150,000 truck is at all times. And it helps everything in the office actually work fluidly because now we know that you're here and you're here and I got an emergency call in between here, which one is closer? And then you're not calling and bugging technicians or doing any of that stuff. It can automatically be dispatched. It just eliminated two phone calls. Yeah. Just by having that. And time. And time. And just, just by having that in place. Yes. It's huge. It's so huge. You know, and like people, I think, and this is like something even with like marketing, we'll get into this another mm -hmm. day, but like they set it and forget it. So they're like, oh, I have this process, and then I never tweak it, and I never revisit it. Like, I build a website. I got a website. And then you get on the website, and you're like, mm, pretty sure this was made in 2001. Yeah. Check it off the list. <laughs> and then you, you never look yeah. back at it. Processes are never checked off the list. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get to where you think, we're rolling, go back and revisit them. Mm -hmm. Because I promise you, you will find something that you could do better now. Okay. Because you've implemented other things that you've learned from. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that all the time that we're like, oh, I wish we had this. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that it actually exists, exists somewhere. And then we're like, what? We're asking just recently, um, I was asked a competitor yeah. what system he uses. Yeah. Just being open to that. Tanya's super open to um, anyone on the team throwing out ideas of what, what could make this easier? What could make this run, you know, way smoother, whatever it may be. And if that was a, a, a chit chat with a, com a competitor, sure. Um, because it's clearly working for them they love it or they don't. And so we shouldn't even bother doing that, but yeah. just being open to putting those in place and new ones coming in just because it's worked, even people, just because it's worked with one person 
doesn't mean that it's going to work with this next person coming on the team. Sure. And the advances in technology will allow you to do different things. You know, a system that I had used for a previous company that I had is not going to be something that's going to work for me today because we have different technology now that will allow us to do different things that like before it worked great because this is all we had, but now we have this availability and it's free and it's like way more available or better. So you have to change them. You just be, you have to be open to changing them and just making sure that you're doing right by everybody. It's, it's really truly is a thing that customer service is giving the people that are on your team, the tools they need to be able to be highly efficient at their job and feel like they're able to complete it with ease and precision mm -hmm. and making those customers happy at the end of the day. Yes. That really truly is what you have to think about, you know, and this is going to cost some money, but it costs money to invest in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does. But you will end up saving so much money. Nothing drives me more crazy though. When I see stuff in like home service industry where they're like, where do I get the invoices with my logo printed on it? And I'm like, Oh my Lord. Like, you're entering that stuff like at least four times, mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. And think about all the wages that you're paying to people to enter this stuff four yes. times, the inefficiencies and the opportunity for discrepancies mm -hmm. and mistakes to happen by the time that happens. It's like telephone game from office <laughs> to this, you're handing out paper schedules, you're doing all of this stuff. Like if you're not digital yet, you need to get digital. Let's chat. Period, yes. <laughs> and we can help you with that stuff. We would be more than happy to. Um, we've got a Business 101 course that is going to be coming out. It's going to be launching in October. I'm super, super excited about that. And it will be deep dive into all of these different processes and the things that we've talked about today so that we can help you become more efficient with your business. Mm -hmm. I love to see other home service companies start with an idea, grow a team, and they're able to just blossom and flourish and grow. And I just think that is so amazing. Mm -hmm. You can't look at that stuff as like, oh my God, that's comp competition. It's this, it's that, you know, there's enough room out there for everybody. Yes. Like if everybody would just hand up to people, like there's, there's plenty of stuff for you to do. Like if you're experienced in the service industry, find somebody that you can mentor and help them get somewhere. You know, if you are experienced and you feel like you need to go to the next level up, hire a coach. My entire world changed when I hired a coach mm -hmm. and that was like a personal thing and a business thing. Like my limiting beliefs of like, Oh, well I can't do that was like, well, why the hell not? Right. It's and of, course it's, of course it's money and it's time and I don't yeah. have time for that. Or right now it Money is tight, whatever it is, it completely pays off in the long run. Yes. If your business is important to you, you will find the time to do mm -hmm. it. The I don't have time thing is literally bullshit. Because think about, like, I had a coach tell me this, and they were like, write down every time you switch doing something during the day to doing, like, what are you switching? What are you doing? What are you oh, doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> And it is amazing how much time you do that. Just check your phone and see how many hours you spent scrolling through social media. Right. You couldn't find three hours to finish mm -hmm. that course you bought online? Bullshit. Because you spent three hours just today looking at Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> or playing a video game. Or doing something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you can't get to those emails. You can't get to that job. You can't, you can't get to this. Gym. Yeah, can't go to the gym. Minutes. Can't read something. Can't listen to this awesome podcast. Can't call your mom. Yeah. Okay, that too. You're welcome, mom. <laughs> uh, you can find the time. Find the time to make sure that you can refine your processes for the customer service in your business. You will not regret it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. It's always good to chat. We obviously don't have a problem talking, so we <laughs> can go on and on and on. Sophie will be with us several times. She's a huge part of my companies, and I love her input on things. Um, she has a great, brilliant business mind, and she is very valuable here. So you will hear a lot from her, and we appreciate you coming back for another episode of Ladies Kicking Ass. If you have not yet, go join our group on Facebook. It's Ladies Kicking Ass. You can follow us on Instagram. You can find me at Tanya Wilson on LinkedIn. 
Um, would love to connect with you. If you are in the home service industry and you would like to tell us your story or give some tips and pointers to other people in this home service industry and have that passion for education like we do, we'd love to talk to you and interview you and get you on the show and, and let other people know what you're doing to make this industry rock and roll the way that it should be. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast. If you yourself are one of these amazing women and you have an awesome story that you'd love to share with our audience about raising businesses and babies and becoming the woman of your dreams, I want to talk to you. So please find us on Instagram or Facebook at Ladies Kicking Ass, shoot us a DM and let's chat. You have a story that needs to be heard and I want to help you tell it.